from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Good morning. It is Monday morning from the Live Free or Die State here in uh, New Hampshire. And I am... Your ever so humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Had a little bit of a mix-up in the intro there this morning, but it is Monday morning, so I'll blame it on that, even though Monday mornings are literally my favorite show. How about you? What what show during the week helps you get started or gets you through the week? Is it a Monday show? Is it a Wednesday hump day show? Or is it a Friday show? Mine's Monday morning. That's my favorite, because I have... Been monitoring things all weekend, uh, in between, you know, spending time with family and kids. I've been racking up the story like the Democrats are racking up their wrath with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I just got so much to go over because in, we live in a, in a seven day, um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week news cycle now. It's no longer Mondays through Fridays. Uh, Rachel says, love Mondays, hate Fridays, especially with Fridays where I don't work in the afternoon, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit as well as as far as the upcoming schedule goes. Uh, We are live on Rumble, we are live on YouTube, and we are live on Roku and Fire Stick. Yes, I got confirmation this morning, thanks to Cindy. Uh, Cindy, who gave me a call this morning, who's a viewer of the show, um, she made confirmation this morning that Fire Stick has approved live from America, because that is where she's been watching it at. So, awesome, awesome news. Uh, Somebody said they don't have sound. Let me make sure. Yep, I got sound, so you might just have to refresh and come back in, depending on where you're watching. Again, if you're watching on Fire Stick or Roku, just search LFA TV. Make sure there's a space in between the two. LFA space TV. Download the channel, and then you can watch it every time it's live on your big screen. Much like you probably can on Rumble and YouTube as well. Um, all right, folks, we're going to do some uh, some live shout-outs this morning. We're going to say hello and, and see who's all watching on, um, on live video right now. So let's move into YouTube first. And Brandy P is watching. J, J. Van Brown says, good morning. Monday shows always start the week out right. Douglas Cowgill, Dustin Henty. It's Monday, and he says you can't beat God, he is 100% correct. We've got Larry Reha in the building, Mark Fenner, and Ann Ekstat saying hello from Houston, Texas. Well, hello to you. Russ Brizendine is watching from Alabama. Rachel Souza says good morning to everyone, except, I think she said the left. I wasn't sure it went too fast. Katie Ultrich and Erica Falkenberry, as well as Don Faker. Don Faker, Fuker. I think it's Fuker. I'm not sure. I doubt you're a faker. And Brenda Eigme says South Dakota is in the house. Let's shoot over to Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. Redneck1776 is watching from Kansas. Hello, how you doing, brother? Good to see you. Thank you very much. We've got Cat Cutter. Love and miss you on the weekends. I miss you guys, too, on the weekends. But definitely, it's our time to regroup, re-energize, get full of the Holy Spirit, and spend time with our families, which is much needed. Susu1961 says, Wow, finally made a live watching from Mississippi Gulf. Well, thank you, Sue. I appreciate you watching. Sheila Serino, Veggie, says hi. I think we we got to talk to Veggie or Vegetarian on Rumble on the... uh, the uh, what's it called? The Telegram voice chat the other day, and I just found out, folks. Oh, hold on, we got a birthday shout out. Uh, Shannon, it was her 54th. Shannon, happy birthday to you. We're gonna be singing happy birthday to someone else here in a minute, so just know that you're um, gonna be included in that as well, at least uh, by uh, you know, thinking of you while we're singing it. But anyway, we got to do the voice chat on Friday evening, which was really great. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing when I can talk to you guys in person, and I just found out that they're going to start doing the video chat now. So up to a 1,000 people can be in there uh, for a video chat. So super, super great. I cannot wait to do more of these uh, voice chats and video chats because it allows me to put a face to all your names on here. So it was really awesome, and for those I didn't get to, I'm very sorry. We're never going to be able to get to everybody, but I just randomly go through and pick whoever's got their hand up. Um, It looks like a few people have received their Bibles. God bless you. I'm so very glad you've gotten those. And I sent out this morning about 80 
of the Swamp Donkey stickers. So many of you, I sent out a whole bunch last week, and I sent out a bunch this morning. Thank you to my daughter, uh, who you might have seen me doing a dance with, which I'll show you at the end of today's show um, this weekend. But I had some great time with my daughter, and she's been helping out. So um, Sue said, Jeremy, th uh, this is my first live. Well, hey, that's great. That is so great to have you here for the first time. Let's go on and... um. We have some uh, some prayers. We have some prayers, some people to be added to our prayer list. And I really, really would appreciate if you guys all really take the time to pray for these people, either during the show or after. But we're going to pray for Cindy and Joe. Uh, Cindy is who I talked to this morning. And I'm going to be sending her and her son out a Bible. Uh, her son is autistic. And so uh, we're going to be sending him his read level, anyway, of a Bible. And she's just had a lot going on. She's uh, in her 60s. She said she's really trying to get back with God. And i got to tell you something. I pray to God every single day. To, I ask him, give me an opportunity to help uh, bring somebody to you. Give me an opportunity to evangelize outside of what I do on my show. And this morning, I had two unexpected phone calls where I got to do that. So all glory goes to God. Cindy and Joe were uh, were one of the phone calls. And she just asked, please, please pray for her and her son. They've gone through a lot. And please ask God uh, to, to become a, a, in, in a closer relationship with her and show her the light. I'd also like to ask for prayers for Valerie um, Alvarado. Valerie Alvarado watches the show all the time. Uh, she must have messaged my wife because my wife messaged me this morning and asked if she could be put on the prayer list. Uh, she has six kids, God bless her heart, and but she has a husband who is diagnosed with kidney cancer. Uh, so folks, you know, as much as we fight uh, for what is right and as much as we're out there evangelizing, we need to also make sure that we come together as, as, a, as a family and, and, and make sure that we have a, create a fellowship of prayers to, to, to help these people out because it, it really, truly does work. I would also like to ask for prayers for my neighbor, John, who also has um, been diagnosed with some skin cancer that he's going to get have, hopefully have removed here this next week, and hopefully it goes well. So please pray for Cindy and Joe. Please play, pray for Valerie Alvarado and her family, and please, please pr pray for my neighbor John in all of their um, trials and tribulations. I would, I would appreciate that, folks. Also, I would like to say happy birthday to not only somebody who already said happy birthday to today, but Farah Rothbind. Farah Rothbind, I should say, from New York. Let's go ahead and all sing her a very, very happy birthday, because I know she's going to feel the love from every state, from every country. Here we go. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Farah, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you girl, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I just want to also tell you that this morning, another one of my longtime friends who I, whom I've known for almost 20 years, uh, in his 50s, is finally finally coming closer with God. He called me this morning out of the blue and gave me an opportunity to evangelize to him and to help him uh, in his journey with Jesus as well as he's making his first steps with God. So amen, folks. Just a great weekend full of uh, family time, full of, uh, of, of wonder, uh, wonderful praying and, 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 and devotions. And then, of course, we start the week off being able to evangelize to two people out of the blue on the phone before I even came on live today. So, folks, we're starting the week off right, and that's exactly how we want to do it. Amen? All right, we got about 4,000 people watching. If you guys could do me the ever, ever so awesome favor of getting it out there to about three of your groups, if you're still on Facebook, that's always the help. The groups are the big one. But also, if you're watching on your app, you can just share, and you can bring up your messenger um, and share right to your messenger, right to the people that you've been messaging, or you can bring up your Instagram uh, direct messaging and uh, click everybody that's in there as well and send it out there. Because the more you guys do that, the more waves we make, and I'll explain that on today's show. However, it is time to set down your coffees, okay? Get your sharing done. Take a deep breath, because now is the time of the show that we need to go to the Lord and ask the Lord for guidance, ask the Lord for love, perseverance, um, uh, heavenly wisdom, courage, and um, integrity as we go to the Lord here this morning. On August 2nd, year of our Lord, 2021, and I titled this today, Jesus Went Behind, quote, Enemy Lines to Save Us. 
Now, we know that he went behind en enemy lines when he went to the temple. We know he went behind enemy lines when he constantly went in and disrupted the Pharisees, you know, man-made uh, traditional procedures that they have. But he went behind enemy lines in many other places, and that's what today's verse is going to focus on. Verse of the day, John 4, 4 through 6. Again, John 4, 4 through 6, which says this. Jesus had to go through Samaria. He came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, which was near the land Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from his journey. So he sat down at the well. It was about noon. Now, first of all, Jesus didn't just go sit by that well because he was tired and send the disciples off into town to get food for nothing. Okay? Jesus didn't do that for no reason at all. He did that for a very specific reason, and you all know that. However, there's so much to unpack about this verse. The verses before it and the verses after it. But I wanted to highlight on the opening four words of this verse. Jesus had to go. That was the opening four words of this verse. Jesus had to go to Samaria. In reality, Jesus didn't have to go through Samaria. He did it on purpose. The disciples didn't want to go through Samaria because they held a grudge against them for past conflicts. Likewise, the people of Samaria looked at the Jews the same way. To the disciples, the Samaritans were an enemy and not worth Jesus' time. That is precisely why Jesus wanted to go there. It was not only to spread the gospel to the whole world, but also to teach the disciples a very important lesson. Nobody is better than anyone else in the eyes of God. The disciples only saw hatred and disgust for the Samaritans, but Jesus saw Samaritans as people who needed his love as much as anyone else and treated them that way. He could have gone around Samaria, which would have pleased the disciples, but God sent Jesus to reach the whole world not just part of it. Has God ever called you to go to places that human divisions tell you to avoid? He has to me, and I've listened and obeyed. Much like when I went to the BLM, when I went into the BLM and Antifa protest at CPAC in Orlando, it was a powerful moment in which I was able to calm down both sides by speaking the truth, the gospel, and treating them with respect enough to open up a dialogue. Sure, some of you remember that video, which is now gone because it was on Facebook. The only way to bring us all together in Christ is to go behind enemy lines, as Jesus did, and lead by example. It won't always play out the way we think it should, but if you are doing God's work, then you are planting seeds, which is all God needs to show miracles. Once Jesus convinced the woman at the well that he was the Messiah, she ran down and got as many people as she could to go out to the well and see for themselves. They were so impressed by the gospel alone that they invited Jesus and the disciples to stay in town and were great hosts, feeding them and allowing them to rest. And while they stayed there, Jesus was able to preach and spread the good news to many, many people. He turned them all into believers as they admitted, quote, Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. <clears throat> folks, folks, <laughs> We have to go where the gospel is not wanted. We have to go where the gospel is not even known about. We have to go, quote, behind enemy lines in order to truly, truly spread the gospel to those who are lost. Now, there's a lot of people that, I, like I say, the low-hanging fruit that are lost right around us, people who have known the gospel before. Okay? But... Going behind enemy lines to really preach the gospel. And that's all that was needed was the message. And look, the message cut right to the heart of so many of them. And they accepted, and not only accepted, but hosted Jesus and the disciples. They were grateful. So ladies and gentlemen, if there's a speeding train going after somebody, and you're the only person to jump in the way and push them out of the way and save them, then I think they would be grateful. Caterlin says the chosen is helping spread the gospel. Yes, it is. The chosen is probably one of one of the top three, maybe even the best, best show I have ever seen that highlights the walks of the disciples. So thank you all very, very, very much. Very, very much for not only allowing me to spread the gospel every morning, but to really break it down and pass it on to you the way I read it and the way I interpret it. And of course, we do have some disagreements sometimes, but that's healthy, 
Okay? So now, folks, take off your hats. Put your coffee to the side. Because it's time to go to the Lord's Prayer. So please, whether you're 5, 15, 25, 50, or 100, let's all say the Lord's Prayer together so that we can feel it from one state to another and send those prayers right to God in heaven so that all that heaven can rejoice. Are you ready? Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And I can see a lot of people are, are making comments about The Chosen. The Chosen is so good. Been there from the beginning. How can I watch The Chosen? Well, you can go actually download the app. Just go look for the app on your phone, The Chosen, and you can watch it for free and catch up right there. Um, Sheila says, preach it, Jeremy. Thank you, girl. Love you. Thank you so very much. And then Unique Variety says, Jesus won't return until every person has a chance to receive him. So we must tell everyone about him. That's right. We want him to come back sooner we got to spread the gospel to everybody. And it's free. It's on the Chosen app. That's right. And it's it's amazing. It's so great. I think like 2 billion people have watched it or something. I mean, how amazing is that? All, all viewer funded. Just like this show. Just like many, many other uh, rising news stations and Christian um, gospel sta- uh, stations and shows. Viewer funded is the best way to go because you're not... You don't answer to anybody but the people that you're like-minded with. It's great. I love it. I wouldn't have gone a different way. So, And Terry says they need donations to keep it going. Exactly. So, And I've donated to them, and I'm sure you all have too. And it's just truly great. It truly is. All right, folks. Are you ready for the show? I'm ready for the show. I've been ready for the show since Friday. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready, Roku, YouTube, And of course, Rumble. Click that Rumble sign down there. Click that like sign on YouTube. Share it out and let's get ready to Rumble. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but all weekend long, protests and riots have been building bigger and bigger. No, I'm not talking about burn, loot, murder, because the Democrats don't have them out in the streets right now. I'm talking about around the world. I'm talking about in France. I'm talking about in Greece. I'm talking about Italy. I'm talking about the UK. And I am most certainly, ladies and gentlemen, talking about Australia. The beginning of the new world order. Self-admittedly by their own government, it is the beginning of the new world order. And like I said, they're not even trying to hide this stuff anymore, folks. People have had enough with this global shift of power under the guise and under the mask, no pun intended, of COVID. Actually, pun intended. People all over the world have woke up, have woken up, and they have seen this lie. They have seen them push this entire lie to shift power from the people, the little power that they had left around the world, and including the United States of America, to one world government, where one group of, uh, of people make the decisions for all countries. That's what's going on here. And I don't know if you've seen or heard of what's coming out of Australia, but they are locking people down, folks, to the point where they're turning their own military upon their own people. Yeah, that's true. That is 100% true. Australia is the first step to the NWO. They will now use their military to enforce Sydney COVID lockdown. Troops will go out and knock on doors to assist, to quote assist, but you know they're really there for the, they are the primary people in charge. The military will literally go and knock door to door in order to make sure that you are home. And if you're not home, God help you. They are not letting anybody go outside. And if you do go outside of your house, you have time limits in which you're allowed to be outside. Literal time limits. The last 18 months was a test run for them. You knew it, I knew it, and people like Alex Jones were not so much tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, were they? It's pretty bad when conspiracy theories become so true that they're really just spoiler alerts. 
That's all these conspiracy theories are nowadays, folks, is spoiler alerts. And I don't know if anything would shock me anymore. They are coming down hard. But all over the world, people are standing up. But you know what I said on Telegram? You know what I said? I said it's going to take we the people of America to stand up once again and not only fight for the freedom of the good old U.S. of A., but our fighting here and what we do here will resonate around the world and it will be once again up to the American people to liberate people from their tyrannical dictatorship governments. And who would have ever thought that France, Italy, Australia, and the UK would be put under the same, I would say pretty much they are just like Iran. They're just like Cuba. They're just like North Korea. They just give you the illusion that they're not. Because actions speak a lot louder than words, folks, and their actions have definitely spoken over the last few weeks. When uh, W. Wilson says, hey Jeremy, did you see my message on Telegram about Pastor Greg and his sermon from yesterday? Very informative. Yes, I did. And I also know that the CNN... Uh, interview with Chris Cuomo, Brother Fredo, who we're going to be talking about here in a little bit as well, um, is back on. So I'm really, really excited to hear about that. But hey, you know what I love about Pastor Locke? He's holding his ground. He is standing firm behind what he said, and he is not backing off. I love it. He is on fire. And we need more, and we need more pastors. Not only more pastors, but more churches as a whole to pick a side. Pick a side, good or evil. Not Democrat or Republican. Nope. Not conservative or liberal. Nope. Good or evil? Which side are you on? Because you can't have your cake and eat it too anymore. You can't sit on the fence and watch this go on any longer. Otherwise, what is those? Uh, what are those BLM signs, yard signs that are in uh, you know elderly white liberal neighborhoods that have never had a black friend in their life say? Silence is violence. Well, I think you're right. I think silence might be violence. But when we're talking about a scale of good versus evil. But ladies and gentlemen, the next segment of this show is going to move into exactly what I'm talking about. About We the people, the American people, are going to need to fight back. Because you want to know what else is encompassed in this entire world protest, world riot, world fight for freedom. While the new world order is trying to not even slowly anymore, but very rapidly get a control of everybody. What's in the midst of that and what hangs in the balance of changing all of this is November 3rd, 2020 in the United States of America, better known as election night, better known as the election that was stolen by the new world order, by the elite. Jeremy, don't mute anyone on telegram. It's the deep state doing it. Yeah, I didn't mute anybody on telegram. Nope, unless it's some person in there obviously saying some pretty bad things. November 3rd, 2020. Until we fix it, until we figure it out, and until we hold the people accountable for it, I think we're just chasing, we're a dog chasing its tail. So, we're going to talk about that, and where I see it going from here on out, right after we take a quick break from the news and go to social media because I want to see what you people are saying about these global protests and riots. I'll be right back. Betty Pierce, President Trump, was at Bedminster Saturday for a meeting and visited the ladies for Trump and told them they would be very happy about what's coming. That is partly what I'm getting ready to talk about. Casey says, are you an Autobot or a Decepticon? Exactly right. You better choose the, you better choose the Autobot side. Um... Mark Levin is awesome and his book is amazing. Yes, I love Mark Levin. I would love the chance to sit and have a conversation with him. He's a wise, very, very intelligent person. And um, I definitely would love to have the chance to sit down with him. Uh, Alicia White says, rigged election 2020. Uh, uh, Devolution, folks, check out X22 interview with Patel Patriot. I did see that. I did see that basically describes two presidents, two rulers at the same time, uh, President Trump had all this figured out and we're going to we're going to go right into that because I believe more and more that he definitely had more of a plan than any of us ever knew about. Um Kat Olson says they talked Trump was abusing presidential power and tried to stop the certification but they've admitted that laws were broken. How's that abuse? 
And Jeremy, I've written every Republican senator in Florida and planning on calling them today after the show. I'm so disgusted and very angry. No, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of people in our, in, in, that are in this, the very state government that we, like, look at, we're very happy with Governor Ron DeSantis. For 99.9% of what he does, I'm happy with. But there, and, and we're never going to be 100% happy with anybody, but that doesn't mean we don't try to still hold people accountable in the government there as well. Um, and Victoria said Brad Barton talked about that last night. Do you know what? I have watched Brad for, and I never watch an entire show of his, but I have watched him for quite a while. I've caught a lot of his shows, you know, pieces and, and parts of it. And if any of you guys have any contact with Brad, I would love to have him on the show. Reach out to him. Ask him if he'd come on Live for America. Um, Live from America, because I think him and I have a lot to talk about, matter of fact. Because him and I were both um, pre-election and we're post-election. And I would like to kind of, I, I would like to see that conversation play out. So if you guys do know Brad Barton, please, please get a hold of him. Let him know that Jeremy Harrell would love to talk to him, okay? All right, back here live from America, folks. We're going to go ahead and just cue the drum roll. Let's just cue the drum roll right now and get it over with, because you know what? We have a smarty of the day, and he goes by the name of... Donald J. Trump, ladies and gentlemen. I've not given him the Smarty Award in a while. But he's going to get the Smarty Award today. And how fitting that the bucket that I'm about to throw this into has his picture right on the front of it. Donald J. Trump, I think, ladies and gentlemen, is going to surprise every one of us again. Not with his personality. Not with his uh, funny remarks. And not with his banter. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking with his intelligence. I'm thinking with his intelligence. I think President Trump might be one of the most intelligent people of our time. I, I think he's going to go down, in hindsight being 2020, when this is all said and done and you and I are gone, President Trump is going to go down as one of the most patriotic, smartest, most intelligent strategists of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that there's been more going on behind the scenes than we know about. And I know you've all heard about the cabinet meetings in Bedminster, New Jersey. I know over the weekend, it's been out like crazy. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Let me play you two videos, one that somebody was already um, alluding to in this comment thread. Um, but let's, let's, let's just go to these two videos real quick first. And uh, so I can show you kind of what we're talking about here. Now, the first video is going to be, uh, it's a little fuzzy and blurry, but at least you'll hear it and you'll, you'll see what it's, it's Mark Meadows. Now, I'm not too keen on Mark Meadows. I would love if Mark Meadows was far away from President Trump. I believe, personally, that Mark Meadows was one of those people that was giving President Trump bad advice. However, I don't think I'm a smarter person than Donald Trump. I don't think I'm wiser than Donald Trump, and I sure as heck don't think that I am more of a strategist than Donald J. Trump. And again, in order to beat the enemy and let them expose themselves, sometimes you have to give the enemy the illusion of problems going on within your camp. You have to give them the illusion of that they can't win, or you have to give them the illusion of that there might be some spies within their camp working for the other side. So who knows what's really going on here? However, folks, Mark Meadows had some interesting stuff to say about President Donald Trump's cabinet meetings. So let's go ahead and play that, and then we'll play a video after that. Check this out. They're actually working on uh, what comes next, uh, not only in 2024, but how we win back the House in 2022 and some of these state houses like Virginia. So it's, it's been a very productive uh, couple of days. I'm still here at Bedminster, as you know, but wanted to, to join you to, to talk about uh, really a president that is fully engaged, highly focused sure. and, and remaining on, on task. Chief, do you want to break any news from your meetings with President Trump? <laughs> well, we met with some of our cabinet members tonight. We actually had a, a, a follow-up member uh, uh, meeting with some of our cabinet members. And as we were looking at that, we're looking at what uh, does come next. I, I'm not uh, authorized to speak on behalf of the president. Okay. But, I, but I can tell you this, Steve. Let's stop that right there. I'm not authorized to speak on behalf of the president. We've been holding cabinet meetings... For this administration. What administration? There isn't an administration anymore. Is there? Let's continue. 
we wouldn't be meeting tonight if we weren't making plans to move forward in a real way and with President okay. Trump at the head of that ticket. All right, so let's break that down for a minute, okay? Again, get rid of Mark. Let's let's put aside what Mark Meadows, what we think of Mark Meadows. What he said was all he was allowed to say. But what he was allowed to say was enough for us to say, why is President Trump holding cabinet meetings? Why is President Trump putting plans together for not only 2022 and 2024, but a lot more, I think? See, I think President Trump, maybe even Mike Pence, at this point I don't even know anymore, folks. I mean, I know, but I don't know. You know what I mean? I know that there's something big brewing here. You can feel it just from the rhetoric that you just heard. You can feel it. There's something big brewing here. Now, I want to play this next video for you um, as well. This is President Trump, of course, at Bedminster. And this is him coming in where the women for Trump were there. But notice how he says it and what he says. Check this out. Let's go back to that for a minute. Sing it, folks. What's going to happen? Woo! Let's have some good time here, shall we, on Monday morning? And so, so folks, let me just shut that off. Let me get that off. That is what I think when you hear, when you hear President Trump say, you're going to be very happy. Do you think he's really talking about, I'm going to announce that I'm running for president in 2024? That's not going to make very many people happy. I mean, it's going to make you happy that you know his direction, but you're going to be like, well, what about now? What about 2020? What about November 3rd? What about what they did? So you take what Mark Meadows said, you take the fact that he's having cabinet meetings literally seven months after he, quote, left office. Now, here's the other thing. You have to put it all into perspective, folks, because there's so much stuff going on here that you can't really just pick out and uh, you can't cherry pick these little news stories that are popping out. Look at his Secret Service. Now, I think Brad Barton actually touched on this, which was really keen on, on, on his eye to catch this, because I've caught it for the last few weeks as well. His Secret Service detail is bigger now, is about as big as now as it was when he would come to rallies. I've been to many, many Trump rallies. I've seen him many times. I've seen the, the Secret Service detail at Trump Tower when I performed there on Fifth Avenue, when I performed to build the wall. His Secret Service detail is as big now as it was when he was, quote, in office. You look at his service, Secret Service detail compared to um, Biden's Secret Service detail. Look at the motorcades. They're different. They're not the same. Biden's Secret Service detail, as far as the number of Secret Service that we know are there or that we can see there, is so much smaller than President Trump's. Now... Let's look at something else surrounding this, okay? I'm not sitting here sit, speaking, by the way, hypothetical or, or what-if stories. I w- I'm trying to break down what we're seeing and what I'm feeling, okay? So you, you, you couple all that together with the DOJ reaching out to these swing states in the last two weeks heavily, threatening them from moving forward with canvassing. Now, they tried to threaten them with the audit. The forensic audits are happening. Get it through your thick skull if you think they're not. If you're a liberal watching this show, or you're a Trump hater watching this show, get it through your thick skull and just face the music. The election forensic audits are happening in the states that you do not want them to happen in, and I'm speaking to Trump haters or liberals. They're happening. So give up on that one. Move to the next one. So what's the next one? The canvassing. The canvassing. Once these election audit teams start canvassing, that is when they find out if what they figured out during the forensic audit is true or not true. And the Department of Justice is threatening 
each state that if you go out and knock on people's doors, we're going to hold you accountable for harassment or for breaking their Fourth Amendment right or for break, you know, or it's 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 incredible. Yet they have no problem with BLM and Antifa doxing senators, congressmen, congresswomen, and judges. That's okay. You can dox them, but don't dare show up at their house and ask them if they voted. They know what's coming. You know what's coming. I know what's coming. And even the New York Times knows what's coming. Don't believe me? Let me read a story put out by the New York Times just this weekend. And it's going to blow your mind. Ready for this? The New York Times says, even if the election was stolen. Whoa, what? (laughs) Back up the change your mind truck real quick, huh? Beep, beep. Even if the election was stolen, um, reconciliation or any further forensic audits will just further divide the country. Uh, Oh, what? So the New York Times writes, even if the election was stolen, any kind of further investigation into this to kind of show the world what happened will only divide the country further. So the New York Times is bracing for something big. The DOJ is bracing for something big. These news stations, or lack thereof, I should say. It's all fake news. Like, Rachel, like Richard Maddow and Chris happen. Cuomo. They are all bracing for something big. You can tell because of the way that they are starting to talk about it now. New York Times are actually saying that if even if there was election fraud... I thought it was there was no election fraud, and, and for you to say it, you were you were a misinformation, and you should be you know you know tarred and feathered for even saying it. To well, even if there was, it'll only further divide the country. No, it'll only bring the country more back together, and that is what they don't want. So again, I honestly think, I honestly think that there was so much more that President Trump has been working on, especially holding cabinet meetings for his own advisors. And his own inner group and inner circle to use the word cabinet meetings three years from an election lets you know that they are into some stuff that we don't even know about. So, ladies and gentlemen, my advice to you is to keep up the pressure. Keep up the, uh, uh, the fight. Do not let up now. As much as you're tired of seeing President Trump's statement say, we know they cheated. We know they cheated. We're going to show it. We're going to show it. We're going to show it. I see a lot of people getting really tired of saying, stop talking about it and be about it. The talking about it is what sets up the entire thing. It's like a, if you're a boxer and you're gauging. You're gauging how far your opponent is away. You're gauging the, the distance. You're gauging the speed and the timing. And you're throwing nothing, really. All you're doing is touching. You're touching to see how far that person is away from you so that when you do unload, Wow. And that's exactly what President Trump is doing with his statements. He's touching. Just little touches, folks. Just little touches. Bobbing and weaving, making little statements, and then boom. And you know it. He's written about it many times. He has written about it so much that when you attack, you attack with the speed and the ferocity of a hungry and angry lion. You catch them off guard, knockout punch. And everything that I just talked to you about alludes to a lock a knockout punch getting ready to come and i'm not the only person who feels it or sees it everybody is including the people who want him to fail including the people who want him to fail now that's a great segue into the update with the arizona audit the wisconsin audit and the pennsylvania audit we've got almost seven thousand people watching so if you have not given me a little rumble and shared that video out Just do it. It takes a few seconds. You can share it to five people on your messenger right now. Let's get this up over 7,000. Here we go. Let's start with what is going on in Arizona. So Arizona State Senate just issued a statement to Dominion. And this, the subpoena for all their equipment, well, it expires tomorrow, folks. They have to produce this stuff. No, today, excuse me. By the end of the day, today. So let me go ahead and read to you what... The Arizona Senate put out this morning. Okay? Now, a lot of people say, well, I thought, why why is it taking so long? Didn't we already subpoena them? Yes, we did already subpoena them. 
And their deadline for that subpoena is by the end of the day today. So let's read this for you. To U.S. Dominion Incorporated, you are commanded to appear at the date, time, and place set forth below. Date and time, August 2nd. That's today, folks. 2021 at 1 p.m. Place, Arizona Senate. You and your authorized representative must, at the date and time and location set forth above, appear and produce the items set forth in Exhibit A. The Senate reserves the right to require your testimony upon appearance, but does not anticipate doing so. In the alternative, you may comply with this subpoena by providing, no later than the date and time set forth above, reasonable access for inspection by the Senate or its authorized representatives, the items set forth in Exhibit A. Please contact Garth Kemp upon your arrival at the Senate. Failure to comply with the subpoena may constitute contempt of the legislature, pursuant to ARS 411153. So a lot of you are like, I've seen it now quite a bit. Well, nothing's going to happen because of this. They've already subpoenaed them. Yes. And now they are in violation of this subpoena because the deadline is today. So being in violation of the subpoena will only push further a a, uh, subpoena by a judge. And this judge isn't going to give them 30 days because they've already had the time. A subpoena by a judge, an actual subpoena by a judge, he'll probably give them 7 days, 10 days to comply. And when they don't, then they'll be held in contempt of court and can be arrested. So there's a process in which this needs to play out. Believe me, they should have they should be locked up and the key should be thrown away already for not uh, complying with the Senate subpoena. But folks, the process needs to play out because if it doesn't play out the right way by law, then you know that some Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is going to overturn it, which just spreads it out even further. Which is why Judge Amaro down in Georgia gave them all the time they needed in order to go, oh, we don't want it to happen because of this, and we don't want it to happen because of that. So that way that he could not be overturned by a judge higher than him on a technicality that he did not give them ample time and ample opportunity. Same thing that's happening here in Arizona. Same exact thing. Um, so there's your Arizona election update. Now they're done counting. They need these other items in order to make sure and find out the last little bit, what they need to find out to show the criminal intent. Uh, and then they canvas. That's where we are with the Arizona update. Now let's move to Wisconsin update. So we knew that, uh, I think it was Janelle Brangett had been calling for, um, forensic audits in in certain counties and said that they and, and vote in the the uh, executive council the election executive council also agreed to let it move forward well waukesha county waukesha i should say i should know because i was there not waukesha which is where i was when we came for the save america freedom tour the waukesha county wisconsin republicans also now plan a resolution this week backing their forensic audit so let me read this for you The Republican Party of Waukesha County, God bless them, the biggest red county in Wisconsin, plans a resolution this week backing a complete forensic audit and in support of the efforts of Janelle Brangett, modeled on the reported Dane County resolution. Representative Brangett is the chair of the Wisconsin Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections. She visited the Maricopa audit earlier this month, and last Monday, which we already covered, she called for an Arizona-style audit of Wisconsin's November elections. The more pressure that is put on the legislative body to make sure this happens in Wisconsin by senators, by congressmen and women, but more importantly by all of you, the more pressure, then they'll end up doing it. And there's a huge rally uh, set up, I believe, for August 6th at the state capitol building in Wisconsin in order to push those election, those forensic uh, election audits forward. And uh, that's going to be a big one. From what I hear, there's going to be thousands of people there. So if you live in Wisconsin and you want justice, then ladies and gentlemen, get your butt to the state capitol building in Wisconsin. And now the Pennsylvania audit update. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in Pennsylvania, I hope I say this right, Tiago, York, and Philadelphia County have all refused to hand over anything 
And this is because the Secretary of State there in Pennsylvania put out a thing saying, don't do it. Do not give them anything. They don't deserve anything, even though they're the state legislative body. And uh, if they if you do give them the machines, then we're going to say the machines need to be uh, thrown away and you need to buy new ones. Well, you don't need to buy new ones, number one. The people of this state can say, we want to go back to paper ballots, which they should. So Doug Mastriano, Senator Mastriano, has asked for complete subpoena power from the committee in order to subpoena Tiago County, York County, and Philadelphia County in order to get the election equipment that they need to start doing their own forensic audit. Yes, going to be, there's going to be pushback. But in each one of these states, there is a Republican-controlled legislative body. So as long as we don't have rhinos like they do up in Michigan, or at least that number of them, then we should be able to get these through. So that means Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Philly. It's enough to make sure that whatever Donald Trump is planning behind the scenes, and whatever he's working on with his cabinet committee, will move forward as planned. Can I get an amen, ladies and gentlemen? Take a sip of coffee real quick, should you? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, and make sure, folks, make sure you you do not miss Mike Lindell's symposium. I believe it's August 10th through 13th. Um, I could be wrong on the days, but I think it's the 10th through the 13th because he is going to blow the lid off everything and have all the evidence that a Supreme Court would need coupled with these forensic audits. See how, folks, don't think, don't you think for a minute that the timing of all of this is not orchestrated. Don't you think for a minute that President Trump is not behind the timing of all of this, even though he says, hey, I'm not involved in that forensic audit. President Trump couldn't be involved in the forensic audit because they could easily blame him on coercion and any or anything, say, oh, you're making these guys do this. So he has to have it appear to be independent from each one of these states. But isn't it funny how the symposium that Mike Lindell's going to be showing you where all of the Dominion election fraud and who interfered in this country's elections are all coming out around the same time as the final report from Arizona and moving forward with full state forensic audits with all of these states. The timing is impeccable. So make sure you support Mike Lindell any way you can. If you got slippers, then buy a robe. If you got a robe, then buy towels. And if you got towels, then buy more pillows for friends or family for Christmas or buy a pillow top or whatever because you're keeping him in business and you're keeping him out there with paying a lot of money for this fight. Okay? Oh, and of course you can help me out by putting in promo code LFA too as well when you go in there. Let's go to a quick, quick break, folks. And we're going to come back and we're going to say show you who is the dum-dum, who gets the dum-dum award of not only the day, but also the month of July. Because we got a big one. We always got a big dum-dum that we got to give away when it comes to this many dummies in politics. So we'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Hey, War Room Posse. Real America's voice in the War Room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interests, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's Voice in the War Room. Check it out. Real America's Voice in the War Room coming to a TV station near you. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. All right, guys, we're back on Live from America. Big shout out to Real America's Voice too. Uh, Real America's Noise. Real America's Voice News. Too, uh, not only because of the, the the Christian road that they follow, but the uh, the support that they give people like Ben Berkwell when he had his accident, and the support that they're giving me to grow this show as well. Truly incredible. All right, boy, I got a lot to go through. I don't know if we're going to get through it all, but that's okay. Uh, even the postal workers, ladies and gentlemen, not only the, not only the postal workers, but federal employees and the left, the Democrat voters, are starting to leave their support for Biden slash Harris. Okay, the United States Postal Service belongs to a union, and that union has put out a statement saying no federal mandates with vaccines with their employees. They're saying no, 
to their basically their boss, really. They're saying no to resident corn pop. No, we in the Postal Service are not going to allow our people to be forced vaccinated. Not happening. You want to mask us up? Mask us up. But you're not forced vaccinating the employees of the United States Postal Service. And that is backed up by the union. Not only backed up by the union, but also backed up by the union lawyers. So... This is the first time that we've seen a division of the federal government stand up and say, nope, nope, resident sniffer and thief, resident corn pop, we're not taking your, why, 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 why aren't you taking the vaccine? Come on, man, why aren't you taking the vaccine? Uh, because we don't want to, period. So big shout out to actually standing up against the, 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 the pretender and thief, the sniffer in thief and saying no as a division of the federal government, but that's not the worst of it for them, folks. That's not even the worst of it for them. Because now, the poll numbers came out for how well the country and Democrats alone feel about the job that fake Vice President Kathleen Kamala Harris is doing. Guess what? Her approval ratings are so low amongst the Democrat Party. And I told you this, folks. I told you. Nobody wanted her. The Democrats didn't want her. The Republicans didn't want her. The Independents didn't want her. She was only polling at her highest 2% there when she was trying to run for the President of the United States, calling Joe Biden a racist. Well, now the proof is in the pudding because only 36% approval rating amongst Democrats. Only 36% approval rating amongst Democrats. Here's the worst part. Age 18 to 29. The ones they want the most. The ones they're trying to indoctrinate and brainwash. 18 to 29 year olds only 36% of them agree with the job she's doing but here's a worse number for her 41% disapprove of the job she's doing from 18 to 29 and it gets really no better as they move their way up through age groups all the way up to 70 nobody wants her the Democrats are freaking out they know that she's not going to be a good president they know she's not going to have any kind of support she has zero political capital nobody's going to work with her the people don't want her and they're freaking out they were hoping by now because she is a woman of many different colors that she comes from many different backgrounds and she's just a woman that you would just appreciate her after she got into office come on man why, 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 why would anybody appreciate you when you can't do your job? So not only does cackling Kamala Harris get the dumb, dumb award of the day, ladies and gentlemen, but she also gets the dumb, dumb award for the month of July for the incredibly bad job that she has done at the border, for not going to the border when saying that she was going to, for laughing off atrocities. <laughs> We did it, Joe. It's okay. Ah! For lying constantly and for doing absolutely nothing for the administration that she works for except for lower their approval rating. Kathleen Kamala Harris gets the Dumb Dumb Award and joins the likes of Anthony the Fraud Ratface Fauci, join the likes of AOC, join the likes of her boss, Joe Biden, and join the likes of John Boehner. She gets the Dumb Dumb Award for July. And having said that, I figured I'd highlight that wonderful gift that Chris Chickwa gave me up in when I was in Michigan. Here she is. Let's pin the mask on the swamp donkey, shall we? Here we go, folks. August 2nd, 2021. Cackling Kamala Harris gets the Dumb Dumb Award for the month of July because she's so incredibly dumb. Dun 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 dun. loser anyway we got another dumb dumb award to give to away today and i don't know if you know who this is but brother fredo brother fredo gets the next dumb dumb award of the day ladies and gentlemen come on let's cue that dumb dumb music one more time shall we chris cuomo brother fredo who works for cnn so he had a guest on and he thought that he was going to be able to bully this guest braid this guest like he did when those teenagers kind of cornered him and called him brother fredo remember when that happened remember when brother fredo was cornered and these teenagers were like hey brother fredo and he's like 
started swearing, saying he was going to throw him down the stairs, acting all tough, especially when security came. He acted even more tough, like he was some barroom brawler, not some highly respected CNN host, <laughs> which he's clearly not. Anyway, there's a restaurant owner in California. It goes by the name of Tony. And Tony runs a restaurant where he put out a sign and a statement saying, you have to prove that you are unvaccinated when you come to my restaurant. No vaccinated people welcome and no masks. Now, obviously, a publicity stunt. Obviously, funny. And very, very much a statement. I don't think that this guy would truly kick somebody out who was brainwashed into being vaccinated and then came to eat. However, this guy's under the assumption that the vaccinated are actually the ones spreading the Delta variant. And you know what? I don't disagree with that very much. So anyway, Brother Fredo decided he was going to have this guy on his show to berate him into taking the vaccine. And you're so stupid because you're doing this. But what happened was that Mr. Tony, the restaurant owner, humiliated Chris Cuomo and got him really, really mad. <laughs> Let's go ahead and watch Brother, Fro B Brother Fredo melt down like a snowflake. The whole reason this is happening is because people won't protect themselves, Tony. I mean, what are you thinking? Then why did you leave your house when when you had COVID <laughs> and you left your house? I mean, it's been documented. First right? of all, so it has been documented. My ass, it's been documented. Why I quarantined. Why, why I went out. It? My wife got accosted by somebody. I don't know, man. And I, I know you don't know, so I'm trying to help you. <laughs> the science is clear, Tony. Trying to help me. I don't want you, you to get sick the way I was. The sick. science is clear. Oh, you care about me all of a sudden, huh? Enough to have you on the show because I don't like people uh, making bad decisions for themselves and their family. I was hoping it was a little bit of a stunt. Oh, you have the freedom not to take the vaccine. Well, I just don't ask, know why you think it's a good move. Maybe, uh, maybe we should ask your brother about protecting people, right? Woo! Look, that's his job, uh, and if he doesn't do it well, whole, people won't vote whole, for him. Whole new can of worms. But don't, look, Tony, look, I don't Listen, know if you know me too well. My, I'm not sure I my stand is not I'm a political you about stand. You. Yeah, good. I appreciate that, too, because I know you talk a lot. So <laughs> so my my stance here is a pro-freedom stand only. It's not political. You're never going to... If you come down here, you're not going to see a Trump flag flying mm -hmm. over the roof, okay? You're not going to see campaign signs. You're not going to see campaign slogans or political slogans ever, okay? Mm -hmm. You're only going to see pro-freedom messages, and that's it. Um... And you're not going to drag me down the hole talking about the science. It's, this is not about whether I'm pro-vaccine or not. I'm pro-freedom, anti-tyranny, okay? And, uh, you know, may maybe the conversation should really be between me and your brother. That, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe so. You're pro-freedom, but people can't wear masks. Tony, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I gave you a chance to make the case. I wish you well. I hope oh. you stay safe. I made my case. You didn't have much to say. You didn't have much to say. I mean, so I honestly, you sound like an idiot, so there's not much to say. But, Tony, good luck with it. See you. <laughs> honestly, you sound like an idiot, so there's not much to say. I would say Tony won that little back and forth. I mean, first of all, Mr. Moral Compass... Chris Cuomo, Brother Fredo, I don't want you to get sick. I don't want you and your family to get sick the way I was sick. Uh, you mean when you emerged from your basement after you were seen outside without a mask on in a park with your wife? <laughs> he killed it, and he didn't even have to say much. He didn't have to say much at all. He just had to say the truth, and he said, well, maybe you should ask your brother about keeping people safe, since he doesn't seem to know much about that. <laughs> well, I just want to keep you care. I just want to keep you safe. Hey, Chris Cuomo. Nobody cares. What you want to do or who you want to keep safe. You're a liar. Tony just destroyed you without even barely saying anything. And I think he accomplished his goal was to get on your show. He knew that if he triggered you little snowflakes over at Communist News Network, the China, China News Network, he was smart enough to know that if he did this, it would get national attention, you would get triggered, and people like you and Don Lamont and Richard Maddow would invite him on your show just so that you could harass him and say stupid things to him, which you did. But he got his digs in. He got his little one-two punches in, and he made you look stupid. He made you look straight stupid. <laughs> Woo, ladies and gentlemen. And now, 
We are going to end the show by calling Senator Kevin Kramer, a Republican rhino from North Dakota. So if you are new to this show, you must know that we actually call people from time to time, and we try to ask to talk to them and hold them accountable for the things that they've done. If you are in the state of North Dakota, you must know that your senator, Kevin Kramer, is a massive rhino. You want to know why? You want to know what this guy actually said? Mmm, terrible. He said that the officer that took action did the right thing and that Senator Richard, uh, Senator Kevin Kramer was grateful that he killed Ashley Babbitt because he took action and did the right thing to secure the Capitol building. Yep, he said that 100%. Your Republican senator said that he was glad that that officer took action and glad that he shot Ashley Babbitt because she was warned to back up. She was warned not to come through that door. And he is glad that the officer took the approach that he took to keep the Capitol building safe. Hmm. So, let's call him, shall we? We're going to call his Bismarck, North Dakota office and find out if he really made those statements, which we know he did, because he did it in an interview. But why did he make those statements? Maybe he wants to recant that. Maybe he didn't mean to say it that way. Maybe he didn't. But anyway, it's 701-699-7020. Again, that's 701, and this is your homework today, 699-7020. And I can't think of a better way to end a show than to call somebody and hold them accountable for what they say. Since they like to send the FBI to everybody else's door, let's do the same. Please let us get somebody. Please let us get somebody. Please let us get somebody. And you're right, nobody called me back. Somebody asked me if somebody called me back the other day. Thank you for calling the office of Senator Kevin Kramer. We're sorry that we're unable to take your call right now. If you'd like to leave a message, please do so after the tone. If you would like our office to return your phone call, please leave your name, address, and telephone number, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Hello, Senator Kramer. This is Jeremy Harrell. I'm uh, run a show called Live from America. You're actually live on air on speakerphone right now for mm, probably about seven, eight thousand people, and we're all curious, sir, as to why you made the statements that you were grateful for the actions that the officer took at the Capitol building in murdering an unarmed woman which was Ashley Babbitt. We've come across the interview where you said that you were grateful that this officer took action the way he did to protect the Capitol building. And we would love to get a statement on why you said that or if you meant to actually say that because it sounds like a very unchristian, heartless, ignorant, and very stupid thing to say about somebody who was not even armed and who was murdered by police. So please, sir, if you could reach out back to me, you can reach out to me at Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, at JeremyHerrell.com, and that is H-E-R-R-E-L-L. I'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to interview you. Again, Jeremy at JeremyHerrell.com. I'm from the great Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire, and me and my viewers would love to know why you said such an ignorant statement. Please reach back out to us. We'd love to have you on, as we have a lot of people from your state who watch the show, and who will either be voting for you or not be voting for you based on the statements that you made about an unarmed woman being murdered. Thank you very much, sir. God bless you, and have a great day. Well, let's see if we get uh, somebody to reach back to us on that. I will tell you this, though. Your, your effort, the effort that you guys put forward to bring people on the show, is absolutely incredible because Garrett Saldano's office... Garrett Saldano, running for uh, governor in Michigan, reached out to me this morning. They love the show. They said that uh, Garrett loves the show. He'd love to be on the show. So along with Candace Taylor, Joe Blystone, um, John Wickman, we're now going to set schedule time for Garrett Saldano to come on. And I couldn't be more grateful than to have these people who are so courageous to run for governor reach out to me and come on the show. Because it means that they're serious. It means that they know the power of this audience. 
and that they want an opportunity to come on and tell you who they are and what they're running for. So thank you all very, very, very much for your continued dedication to getting people to want to come on this show and to know what this show is all about. I thank you guys so very much. I want to say, just like this coffee cup says, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to jeremyherald.com. Sign up for that newsletter. Okay, um, request a Bible if you need one, and uh, consider becoming a monthly donor. We have got 12 new donors that signed up in the last week alone, so God's answer in prayers, and again, this show is completely viewer-funded. So thank you very much, folks. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m., for more Live from America with a lot more information. So please, bless somebody today, spread and share the gospel, share this video, and we'll see you tonight. God bless you, folks. See you later.